Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. Welcome to Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis. Let me know how it sounds today. I was having some some mic issues earlier, so I, I hope I sound okay. Uh, we got a jobs number. That's what we got today. Do we care? Uh, probably for now. At least, like, in the moment we care. At 8.30, we care. Does it matter for the markets one way or the other? Uh, that's maybe up for a debate. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about some earnings. We'll talk about DD. We'll talk about Fubo, Netflix. Those are all on our radar this morning. Anne Marie Band. Yes, Anne Marie Band will join us today at 8.35. We love her. She's from the tradingbook.com. So a lot to get to on today's show. Smash the like button. Hit subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell your friends' neighbors, your friends' neighbors' cousins. Tell everyone we're good to go today. Joel, let's see those charts. How are we doing this morning? Oh, we're doing good. We're up six and a quarter handles at forty-one fifty. Uh, snuck below the close, not by much at uh, forty-five thirty-four pre-market low, uh, pre-market high, right there, just above Thursday's all-time high. Now uh, that was forty-four. We hit a high of forty-five seventy-five. Crude over seventy bucks, up twenty-three cents at seventy twenty-three. Gold. Knocking on the door of a, a breakout here. I'm calling 1826, 1827 a breakout. Silver back over 24. That's up a, a quarter at 2417. Bitcoin up a thousand dollars at 50,385. Ethereum up $181, 3,984.75. Can you say 4,000? Yeah, you can. It did trade up to 4015 yesterday. Triple D, it's Friday, four-day weekend for me. Four-day? Uh, Why four-day? Uh, Tuesday's the Jewish holidays. So you're not in on Tuesday? No. Spencer said he's going to be in. He's no, Jewish. he's not. Spencer's gone all week. What do you – do you have a Spencer's calendar? gone again? Yes. Me, it's me stop, and you, Money stop, Mitch. Stop, stop. Wait, what do you mean again? You just went. You went to he's a wedding for a week. More than he's here. Yeah. What do you got? A week on, a week off, a month off, a month he's out. Got the I've been in here. Chicago in like, in like two years. All right. First of all, um, I, I took a couple days in, in, in May. You know, May. You did June. a big trip with Ariel. That was like a, a two week trip. That was like two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, uh, Joel just took a week off to go up north. Dennis took a week off to go uh, camping and get, and get sick while he was at it. Um, I'm taking a week off to go to the, the Jersey Shore. So, uh, you live the lifestyle, man. Well, you know, I can do that. Living the kids. dream. Living the dream. You know what? You know what I want to talk about before we get to our regular scheduled stuff. Sure. What about the government loaning Exxon Mobil 1.5 billion barrels? Did you see that yesterday? Like, yeah. here you go. Oh, you're having a little trouble with production? Here you go. I mean, 
What's up with that, Dennis? You ever heard that happening? Before? I don't know anything about that. It, it, yeah. That's it, it, about it, my pay grade to worry about what the government does anymore. It was just a very interesting press conference because on the one hand, uh, he was talking about climate change. And on the, the other hand, he was like, oh, strategic oil reserves. We're going to use them. So, like, and then, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But, I guess well, that's what gave oil the boost, huh? I mean, uh, yeah. Shortage yeah. of supply. But uh, yeah. jobs number. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be good for the market no matter what, right? You no would think what. so. So here are the number. Here are the the estimates. The estimates for today, or I guess for for the month of uh, August, um, is for the U.S. to have gained seven hundred twenty thousand jobs during the month. Um, that compares to a nine hundred forty thousand job gain in um, in June and July. Um, I'm sorry. In in yeah. Uh, unemployment, no, that number is not right, but the 940 was the previous number. Unemployment forecasted to be 5.2%. That's down a smidge from 5.4% in July. So uh, 720,000, 5.2%. Those are our bogeys. That's what we'll be watching for at 8.30. And to Joel's point, the market will probably go up either way. So it's usually how it works. I <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's why I asked today, does the jobs number matter? Because yeah. mm, I don't I'm know. not even sure if I'm going to go wide on the jobs number because I'm maybe just maybe just put, leave my bits out there because if it dips, it'll just go right back, it seems like, anyway. So buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. Probably. Yeah, that's probably what will happen, right? It, yeah, it, just pull it, your offers and just leave it. your bids out there, low bids, because you know what? If it dips down on it, it'll just find a reason to reclimb anyway. It's probably 80% of the time. It's probably the best edge. It's still the best edge out there. Buy the dip. Yeah. So, right. should, should we talk about other yeah. things? Talk about talk about uh, Netflix or earnings or Sava or Fubo? Where should we start? We, we well, got Fubo we, upsets me, so I don't even want to talk about that one. All right, we can talk about. Yeah, all right, I, all right, all right. I, right let's the get, trade I screwed up more than anything. I was right, let, and I sold it. Um, let's stay away from the Fubo. Let's start with Netflix here. Okay. Um, I was watching this yesterday, uh, mostly off the open. I kind of lost track of it as the day went on, but uh, if you haven't looked at Netflix recently, you should take a look at Netflix because for a long time we complained, oh, you know, we got to take this thing out of the fang. This is not, doesn't belong with Apple and Facebook and Amazon and Google because it and Microsoft because it's not going anywhere. But now, it's going somewhere. So if you're waiting all this time, you're being rewarded. It, it eventually goes just because it is part of the fang. It eventually goes just because it is a huge part of the queues. It's like Tesla, too. You look at Tesla, and you look at the correlation it now has with the major queues. I mean, Tesla is part, such a big portion of the queues now. It's got a lot of ETF effects in there, and they've locked it in. So Tesla goes down. You've got the ETF arbitrage happening on it. I mean, when you're, when you're a small portion of it, it doesn't affect it as much, but when you're as large as you are as Tesla, it does. And Netflix is the same benefits, being a large portion of the queues, being a large portion of the S&P. There's market effects that these stocks eventually just come back. Um, you know, I, I, there's some good stuff. You watch that Cobra Kai show? You watch no. Cobra Kai? Any of you? No. no. Come on. Did you like Karate Kid when you were a kid? Yeah, I, I did. I it's didn't... good. If you liked the Karate Kid movie... Cobra Kai is like focused more on Johnny and it's like where they are today. So after, you know, they kind of leave off and they show you what happened at the end of the karate kid. And then we focus on Daniel's son over the next couple of movies. Well, they go back to Johnny and they kind of tell his story, which is amazing. And it's up and Daniel's in there and they're all, they bring everybody back. But 
it, it's actually, you know, the, the acting may be a little bit more to be desired, but it's interesting just because I was such a huge Karate Kid fan. But that's a Netflix original. They come up with some good stuff, man. You so know, it's no, the, not going away. So the, there were two big headlines on the Netflix content front this week. One of them is that they're getting the Seinfeld catalog. I think in October is when it, it comes on. Uh, the whole Seinfeld catalog. The other is they just signed a deal with the PGA Tour to do uh, a documentary style series for for golf, like they've done for Formula One. And uh, I've seen I've seen some numbers, f- and uh, I I'm part of this trend. Formula One fanhood has increased dramatically in the U.S. in the last couple of years because they have this Drive to Survive series on on Netflix. It's it's it, it's 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 made Formula One more popular in the U.S. It might do the same thing for golf. So maybe this is a Eli trend uh, or, or, or an Eli trade to look at because uh, if Netflix can do for golf what it did for Formula One, that, that it, it, it helped. I'm telling you, Formula One is, is, is bigger in the U.S. than it's ever been before uh, by, by every objective measure. So by the ratings, by the social media, by all of it. So maybe there's a, a golf trade here uh, in, in relation to Netflix. But uh, Joel, do you have thoughts on, on, on the Netflix chart at all? I mean, we just I pulled it up yesterday and, and wowzer. I mean, it's yeah. not gonna, it's uh, off I mean, it didn't make a new all time high. 693.29, 598.68, improved on that by a large margin. Uh, not sure about the old time high close, uh, 88. 55. I'm sure that was the all time closing high from yesterday. I mean, make a big prediction here. Maybe we see 600 today or over the next couple of days. That's probably a, the a next a, stopping yeah. point. You yeah. Think. Yeah. I mean, we got up there near yesterday. First time, whenever you get a stock and it's getting to a big psychological level and it's run and you know, and you're already at the range, it's a natural stopping point for it to get up there. It's one thing you start the day like 598, then you think, oh, yeah, we're taking on 600. But when you start the day at like, you know, even yesterday, we went out the day before, we went out at like 582. We get this 18 points up. Does it have enough gusto to get it really yesterday? No. So a natural, if you're a day trader, natural selling point just under that 600 bogey. Today, you get a little more running to start out. You're 10 bucks. Can you get it today? Mm -hmm. It all depends on what the jobs number is going to say. I mean, if the jobs number is decent or if, you know, or we take off on it, you know, for whatever reason, maybe it's not decent. We still take off. Like we were saying, heads market wins tails market wins with this jobs number probably but you get the s&p's blasting off if then netflix obviously can take out the 600 but you just got to think about those daily ranges which is something we don't talk a lot about on the show but something i learned from you joel is you know you look at you know and sometimes we're getting expanding daily ranges but you look at what does the stock do yeah if if you're looking at a stock and it typically moves a buck a day and you're buying it up a buck on the day and there's no Mm. news on it Yep. You could be buying the high of the day or buying close to it because those daily ranges come into play. Like, what can a stock do? When I don't know a company, and I know most companies, but if I'm not familiar with it, the main thing I want to look on the chart is I want to see what the stock can do. What has it done in the last, you know, week, month, 90 days? Like, what is the potential here? So, and then you get news and you can get expanded ranges. But if you have no news, those daily ranges come into play. Were you listening to pre-market prep with stock odds yesterday or something? Is that what you were saying? Yeah, uh, well, uh, Rob did a uh, an uh, excellent chat on ATR, you know, the average true range and incorporating yeah. that. And then, you know, if you extrapolate from that, um, you know, odds, you know, probabilities. I mean, is Netflix going to move 25 bucks today? Well, it will have those days where it moves 
you know, that much. But overall, you know, that's what I use for targets, you know, on the S&Ps. And if you're just going for the targets, you're going with the average true range. Yeah, you're going to miss out on some of those expanded range days. But in the end, you're going to get the meat of most moves because that's because that's what the market has shown you. So go back, go to uh, my premarketprep.com channel, and that is published. That 1030 show from yesterday is published if you want to get more on that. But we got to do some earnings. We got to get caught up before the jobs number, Dennis, because it's going to be boring. But anyways. (laughs) All right. Let's start with DocuSign. Uh, That was the one that I was most interested in. Uh, last night, the EPS beat, the sales beat, the Q3 sales guidance came in above estimates. The fiscal year sales guidance also came in above estimates. I was a little bit surprised, I got to say, because you know, stay-at-home stuff. I, I, I guess I shouldn't, I, I shouldn't be surprised because this is the one that's that's held up pretty well compared to all the other stay-at-home stocks. But uh, anyway, stay-at-home stock uh, having a good year, had a great quarter, and the reaction this morning is is strong as well. Yeah, it's held up well, and we've talked about this being the last one to report. The bar was set very low by Peloton and Zoom, so everybody's uh, oh well, Peloton, Zoom—they're hammering that. They're hammering DocuSign too. Like I said, they pairs that up, and sometimes it doesn't work that way. So lower bar, they get over the lower bar. You know, Peloton, poor Peloton, reporting first out of the pure stay-at-home plays. You know, as a higher bar, and it gets hammered. So you know, when you're when your competitors you know, are missing, you want to be last to report. And so they benefit from that. They also benefit this, so DocuSign is like the way things are going. I mean, you are going it's to do easy. real estate deals it's like easy. this going forward. There's no going back to like, you know, the old fashioned way. DocuSign's taking over so like many different things. It's so convenient. It's such a good system. Um, is valuation extreme? Yes, but it's still a loved company. Um, the company's firing on all cylinders and the stock is still loved. So it's hard to be bearish. I'm gonna throw, yeah. crazy. throw out the high, throw out the low for pre-market trading. Let's look at the top of yesterday's range as support, 297.22. That'd be a little gap fill if you're looking to get it on the cheap. Uh, on the upside here, what DocuSign, what I'm looking for today is can we get follow through? There's only two daily highs to contend with. One is 308.74, and the other is higher than that. I saw it at like 314. So those are the two numbers. But what I'm going to focus on, too, and just because where we're trading right now, uh, let's see, 303.64. Was that the all-time closing high? Let me see where it closed on that day. Yeah, 303.64. If you're looking for the all-time high mark on that, you got that on Monday. So, you know intermediate number better number for the day than it is for scalp of the day trade but uh, let's see 0364 0874 all right two big winners this morning on the earnings front uh mongodb and pager duty both up uh in in the teens this morning we'll start dennis with- will get this right away dennis pd what stock did that used to be pager duty oh why was it before precision drilling years ago Oh, whoa. No, that was PDI. No, no, it was PD for a while, too. They dropped it. Maybe I'm thinking. What was it before precision drilling? (laughs) Joel, you just got owned on your own. No, he's wrong. No, it was. It was precision. Maybe I'm thinking of the Canadian ticker. PDI might have been. Yeah, it is. In the U.S. I think it was PD for a while, too. Um, I have actually, I don't remember, Joel. Copper Company. Copper mining company. This is dating. This is probably before 1999 when I started. Is it before 1999? I, no, this traded that because it was pretty thin. It used to be pretty fun to trade. 
What the heck? After 1999? I think so, yes. I think you're dating yourself. It's probably 1989. Joel's uh, old. What is Phelps it? Dodge. Oh, yeah. You're right. It was Phelps Dodge. <laughs> I never liked that. There, Spencer, like you those, got it. I um, like those commodity right, stocks. Right. I never liked those commodity stocks. They were wild. Stocks. That was a wild one. All right. Anyway, right, anyway be... I traded tech stocks. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I still trade tech stocks. Yeah. PD's, PD's, PD's earnings came in above estimates by two cents. Their sales came in above estimates by $2 million. They gave fiscal year sales guidance above the estimate by. We'll call it five million dollars, uh, and they gave uh, EPS guidance for the entire year, um, more or less in line. So, uh, yeah, mostly above estimates on on the headline print for PD. Nice lift up fifteen percent, middle of nowhere though. The all time highs way up at fifty eight. Now you got this here in the middle of that range because forty four the gap up. So I don't know. Can you get a gap and go maybe? But this is after day one. I'm 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 not trading it at all. Uh-huh. Curveball. Fifty-eight thirty-six uh, is not the all-time high, but that would be a really juicy target for today. The all-time, the all-time high, high is fifty-nine eighty-two. Oh, uh, that way was back on the chart to twenty nineteen. I was too lazy to do. Yeah, that. I don't know. I, this is just get follow through through the pre-market high. Drill down on your dailies. Pre-market high fifty-one sixty. Look for follow through through that. Do I think we're getting to fifty-eight and change? No, but who knows? This is uh stock likes to move around a lot. Big run into it. Look at this. This was under 40 bucks at the end of last week, and now you're over 50 bucks. So anybody that played it into the report, held yeah. it to the report, may want to take some profits, but uh paid your duty. Someone asked us about this last night, right? Den- uh Spencer. Uh, I mean I brought it up last night. Oh, you brought it up yeah. last night. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how uh, many people still have pagers, but and then the other big winner this morning, MDB MongoDB. Uh, out last night, earnings uh, beat substantially. They uh, reported a 24 cent loss versus a 39 what? cent loss estimate. Sales of sales of 198 versus 184 market dollars. Yeah, the the guidance was strong as well. They beat the estimate on on the uh, on EPS and sales numbers for uh, for the year. So new all time highs. I'm assuming if I don't go back, I guess <laughs> yeah. I should go back further. But I'm yeah. assuming it's new all time highs. But uh, like, blue but skies, is, blue skies. A new all-time high by uh, almost thirty dollars right now. Yeah, thirty dollars. It's probably going to print that all-time high today. Four twenty-eight ninety-seven. I four sixty. Hey, if that's your target, it just got there, man. They even chat. They took this thing up, and you know what? It's not giving in yet. I mean, it's actually holding up here. 459 is a pre-market high. Uh, if I was long it, I know what I'd be doing today. Maybe throw some offers at 460, see if you get lifted. Important to take out that pre-market high for MongoDB. All right. Let's move away from the earnings. Yeah, that, 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 that was all the that was all that interests me. We have not not uh, Alaska aired uh cutting guidance or Broadcom. No one cares. About uh, we could maybe do Broadcom. Uh that's probably the last one of interest. Uh it didn't the move much. No, it didn't. Yeah. Broadcom beat, um, and they they talked up their uh, their 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 M and A uh, slush fund. They are ready and ready and willing to go and uh, and buy somebody. Um, who I don't know, but yeah. make a ton of money. It's a value stock. Holy cow! It's got down to one hundred and fifty dollars in the COVID crisis. There was some good deals out there then, and obviously we continue to grind higher, grind higher, grind higher. The report was fine. You got all kinds of support down to four eighty. 
it's, it is a cyclical business. That's one thing to consider when you're just chasing, because I know you look at it as a PES 17 right now. Nice dividend, though, 2.9%. It's really a value stock. Uh, street leading the wrong way into the report as you've come down from the all-time high of 507.85, down to 490 yesterday. So getting half of that move back today, maybe people are like, oh, I should have sold before the report. They may be selling at uh, 499.24. Uh, that's your two-day high. And 500, that's just right back about halfway of the move. And also your three-day high, 501.29. So. Let's get to 500, get 500 bid, keep on going. I'm seeing that as a little bit resistance as, you know, people might have got caught uh, when this broke out and got to 507.85. We got eight minutes to the jobs number here. I am going to leave you for about two minutes before. I I know I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm already having a tough morning. You ever do this one? This is the one issue. So I'm going to say I haven't done this in over a year. I had a handleitis. Handle itis stock, but I was like, I bought the wrong handle in the pre-market. I thought I would get like dyslexia or something kicking in, but I have not done that in over a year. I was looking at it. I was like, oh, that's a good price. I was like, oh my gosh, it's the wrong handle. And you know, when you do that, what I mean is you're paying up a, you know, actually in this case, it was two bucks more (laughs) than what it was. So it's like, oh, it's just like ruins your day when you do that. So that's the one danger of trading pre-market after hours. Liquidity is lower. Make sure the price is the price. So I'm kind of disappointed in myself. It was right before I came on the show and I'm bummed about it. I was like, you do it like, I do it once a year or so where you just like, you're quick. You're going quick and you're like, oh, I just bought the wrong price. I used to say, you know, there was this, you know, there was this algorithmic program and I don't see it out there anymore. (laughs) That would literally, if the stock closed at like 50, it would bid or like if the stock closed like 50, 53, it would bid 49, 53 and offer short 51, 53. So that you might just actually look at the 53 and you might buy it up a buck. I called it, I called them the handler and they were trying to screw you and they would move around with the price and they'd stay a handle up. Just an evil, evil program trying to fool you into buying higher, you know, selling low. I haven't seen that program running, but this was like a number of years ago. And I was like, that is just a dirty program. That is but, isn't that dirty. It used to actually even move around with the price. Like years ago, I used to see like as the price was moving. When we when we were first, this was going back like 15 years ago. There was one that it was like 2505, and the price moving down. They'd be 2605 and 2405, and they'd move it around, and it would literally move around with the price a dollar out and keep the same digits that the last trade is. So if you accidentally bought, and they would throw it on some you know ECN like some you know it wouldn't be on the main one. It'd be on some other exchange. You're like, oh, there's a 55 and grab it. Like that's the wrong handle. (laughs) So dirty, so dirty. The handler, the penny jumper. Who else was uh, out there? The penny jumper, the handler. The yeah. penny jumper is still out there. The algorithmic penny jumper, and they're in every, they're everywhere. Like it's on small caps, where you know you got a wide stock like twenty five fifty to twenty six, and you go twenty five fifty two, it's twenty five fifty three. You go twenty five fifty four, it's twenty five fifty five. You know, it's just always it's a penny above you. That program is still out there. It wants to be on the high bid, so if somebody comes to hit, they're going to get it from you. So, I mean, they want, obviously, you know, you know, order priority is what they're trying to do to be the first in line. So they always penny jump you. So there's a lot of programs out there that, you know, more you know, just not necessarily dirty, but not helpful. I'll say that. Only that here. handler one, though, that was a dirty program. Free market prep. Well, we'll give you the lowdown, down and dirty on nicknames for traders in the pre-market yeah i i I mean a a rare mistake for dennis so so if those of you doubting that he's human yeah let today be your proof he's human 
Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we, t- I've had another buddy at Bright Trading and he, they did, he did it a few months ago. I, like, I just hit the wrong hand. I was like, it happens. It sucks <laughs> when it happens. You know, we're making hundreds and hundreds of trades, you know, and sometimes in some cases, some of our traders are making thousands of trades, even a day. Look, the algorithmic, the algorithms never make mistakes if you run an algorithmic trading, but not, well, they can, I guess, if the programming's wrong, but for the most part, they don't buy the wrong handle. But you're a human being, and you just quickly, you're trying to trade quick and you're trying to grab the digis, and you're like, uh oh, wrong handle. It's a horrible feeling, and it's a way to really ruin the day when you lose. I, I did that once in American Airlines, and I, uh, when we were at Bright, and it was during the, I don't know, I argued with them, and they're like, they want to bust it. It was- <laughs> well, they don't bust it. They they used to. They, they used, used to they be able to call bust the floor adjust. for Buster Adjust. Yeah. You used yeah. to be able to call the floor for Buster Adjust, but now there's clear erroneous trading guidelines, yeah, and a block or two is not within. It's usually like 20% out. Like It's like a long ways out now, but it used to be the Buster Adjust, and you call up, you'd be like, and, you know, I, I just bit. bought this. You know, I want the trade busted. And then they offer you an adjustment. You got to kind of feel it because if you say no, then they throw it to ruling and ruling would rule on it. So you kind of got to know what, you know, <laughs> you know, their guidelines at ruling. So you'd be like, oh, do you, you know, take the bust or do you give them an adjustment? You know, I've been on both sides of that before. So, um, you know, on a news play, I've had people trying to, I had people trying to bust my trades on news. I was like, I'm not giving you a bust on that. That thing's got news. Just because you just bought it at the high doesn't mean, you know, all of a sudden you get you get the out. And if there's news, they never busted them. So those trades are good. But I, you could call back in the day, you could call for a buster adjust on everything. But now there's clearly erroneous guidelines. So it doesn't Back, in the, back, back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. Real estate expense. We reminisce uh, really, again. You mentioned handle, handles and a handler. The reason he calls it handleite is because the SPs, I don't do it as much anymore. But like we're trading, you know, in the 4,500 handle. I would, you know, I'd 4,400 or 4,600, but I just adjusted up 100 points every day. And then I know what I'm <laughs> the doing. The 100 point so. handle. All right, let's get there, something. We got 827. A few people in chat asking what's up with Roku. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and assume this is uh, the Amazon headline. So if you didn't see the Amazon news from yesterday, uh, Amazon, Amazon branded televisions could hit the market as soon as next month in the US. And I'm not talking about like, like 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 a fire stick like like I'm talking about like, like a like a physical Amazon TV that that is connected that basically does the same thing that 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 uh that that's a, not good point. That, look at that thing that Samsung TV would do a smart TV basically an Amazon smart TV which is what Samsung does it's what LG does it's what Roku does so well not it's, it, Roku has is built into the TVs but this is basically a competitor to that. So wow, step down seller pre market low 335. I'm just I'm looking at the monthlies. I don't know if we'll see 323 and a half today, but that's the next support point. Ugly candle yesterday, too. Yeah, people caught on this. Oh, and then you get bad yeah. news on top of an ugly candle, so those oh, people are caught. Yeah, 370 Woo! yesterday. This thing was up to, and you know, now you boom, and people are like, Oh, I'm buying the dip, it always works in Roku. Those people are like, eh. Oh, I don't, don't know, worry. you're don't right, worry. 340, you're taking that out. And this is a tough play too, like we've said for a long time. I mean, there's competition for this space too. So yeah, I don't know. I'm not about, a fan of Roku. What about whatsoever. the what about the Comcast? Although Roku TV is cool. How about the Comcast rumor? <laughs> what were they? What was that rumor? <laughs> I, I saw the stock going. I was like, what? It still went up a hundred points up. Oh, the Comcast was gonna buy them. 
Yeah. No, but I meant Comcast in itself. What's going on with Comcast and Viacom the last couple of days? The stock's been blasting off. Well, really? Wow. Okay, it's finally moved. Wow, it finally took out 60. Yeah, it's going. Wow. Cable TV's back. Cable TV's cool again. Uh, all right. I got to go. Well, I, I got to go trade. Yeah, I'll be back. 40 seconds. So, again. I'm going to trade. I'm going on mute. I have to figure out how to mute. I'm all, right. all, I'm all frazzled hey, from the hand. Check your handles. Uh, all right. I like the discovery. I just took discovery two days ago. So just okay. uh, adding to what Dennis is talking about. Yeah, yeah, is that finally waking up? Yeah. I'm not, like I'm not. All right. All right. All right. Jobs, jobs, yes. jobs, and more jobs. Just, just to recap. Jobs report imminent. Pre-market high, 45.75. Pre-market low, 45.34. Just below the close. Traders are gearing up here. August jobs imminent. 43 is your last print. 42 up. Oh, they like it. Up. Oh, new high. New all time high of 46. 47. Do I hear 48? Do I hear 50? Do I hear 50 in the house? Come on. Nope. Oh, back down to 44. Right now, you just got a spike high at 49.50. Backed off four or five points. I doubt that will hold up as high of the day. But hey, some action. We might not have Dennis for a few minutes. I am a little bit. This is kind of weird. So now we're is, backing off. Wait a second. We're backing off. Here. Right, right, right. Okay. So can, can I let's pause and I can give you the numbers here. So remember the estimate was at 720,000. That was your estimate. Sound 235,000 jobs added last month. 235. We missed it by a half a mil? 235 versus a 750,000 oh, wow. estimate. Whoa. Okay. Oh, oh, well, you, you, you can call that a miss. Uh, unemployment, remember, expected to be at four at five point two percent. That was in line. Okay, so unemployment uh, declined declined by 0.2 percentage points month over month. Nothing crazy there. There are some really weird things happening with this jobs number. Okay, so two thirty five thousand non farm jobs added last month versus a seven hundred fifty thousand estimate and a nine hundred and forty three thousand number in July. Okay, so we, we, we just went from 943,000 jobs added to 235,000 jobs added. It is not good point. for the banks. Not good for the banks. This is not a not interest rates. Hmm. Now, now they're not going to be raising them until 2029. <laughs> well, well, we're I, on the lows. We're going on the lows of the pre-market session here, about to go unchanged. We just lost 13. We haven't lost 13 handles in that since the financial uh, – since uh, – the things back in March. Yeah. Try let's see what happens. 35 and a quarter. That's your close from yesterday. That's your old time closing high. We got near. Where did we get? Did we get there on that bracket? Let me see. Let me get the SP chart back up here. Uh got the 35. Did get the 35 and a quarter on that uh on the 831 to 832 bracket. Now trying to bounce. Boy oh boy. Let's see. Gotta stay green. As long as we stay green, there's a hope. Once we go red, we're dead. Go ahead, Spencer. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, on top of this, the the uh, non-farm payroll number for July and June were both revised higher. So those uh, numbers, okay. those numbers are actually even more um, uh, disparate than than the August. So something weird must have happened. Uh, with uh, there must be some some sort of force weighing on this number here to be such a to to see that the the number so far off from what the street was expecting. Um, Maybe if we can dig into this report a little bit today, we we can find out. But there must be some weird 
thing happening here. And and rest in peace to the banks, like Joel said, the XLF or the individual nut ones, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, at this rate, we're never going to raise interest uh, rates. So I don't even know. Well, they're, well, they're, they're doing okay. Um, you know what also you have here? The old, um, and it, it's just the timing of everything, but uh, it really makes you think about sell Rosh Hashanah by Yom Kippur. Or just yeah, sell yeah. Russia and not buy at all. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of like what could have been behind this number. I, I'm wondering if 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 it really is, and I, I don't actually know. I'm just hypothesizing here. I, I wonder if it really is just people just not working, just not getting jobs because unemployment benefits are like set to end. A, a lot exactly. of exactly this weekend. Exactly. This yes, weekend. this weekend. This weekend, I, which is ironic, right? Uh, Labor Day. So. Um, I, I, I just wonder, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just guessing if, if that's a, if, if people are just not, and we've all seen for months now, the entire summer, wow. we've all seen and heard and lived in some, some respects about staffing shortages in, in the service industry, uh, in, uh, in food, hotel, whatever. Um, a lot of jobs on the, on the low, low paying end of the spectrum. Right, um, having a hard time staffing right now. Walmart just raised uh, their baseline pay to fifteen dollars an hour, joining like a bunch of other companies doing that as well. Um, Actually, I, I, Walmart's sixteen fifty. They went that far. Excuse me, sixteen fifty. Got you, bro. So I really do wonder if it's a case of people just not getting. I don't. I don't know. But that's a that's a really, really, really big miss. Again, just to recap, uh, Wall Street was expecting. 750,000 jobs to be added last month, and only 235,000 were added. So, just, and this uh, is good for gold. This is good for gold and Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. I I don't know. Hope we'll have bring in Anne Marie and she can explain that one to me. Gold, uh, nice, nice bump up there, uh, clearing the resistance to see if it holds. SPs, man, tried to go red there, didn't, caught a bid. We're almost exactly back where we were when the number before the number came out. Uh, we went up seven, then we went down seven, and here you are, right back where we started from. So, buy the sell the rip, buy the dip, and Right back in the middle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard to it, it, when you get numbers like this. It's hard to make the case unless then unless it's hard to make the case for higher rates. What? What? Right? It's hard to make the case. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's for like so-called, here I'll take the charts off. It's hard to make the case for like so-called like continued economic recovery, right? When you, when you see like a miss this bad. But uh, but mm, I, I I guess we'll just have to wait. Like like I do wonder what kind of adjustment we'll get next month. Um, yeah, what? I'm trying to think. I'm but trying. gosh, that is a big. Someone said. Someone should help me out. When is the last time we had a miss that bad? I'll, I'll have to go do some look digging here because that was a uh, that was a really big miss. Um, yeah, I'm sort of I'm caught off guard. I I I, I thought this would be uneventful. I thought yeah, it would. Well, I mean, from the standpoint of the market being exactly where it was before the number, yeah. Uh, but you know, nice, uh, nice range in between that. But gold, like I said, that spiked to 3260. Silver got a little spike. Bitcoin likes it. Ethereum stocks for the most part. Uh, the tech is holding up. I see JP Morgan in the red a little bit. What did the the, the TLT do off this? Uh, it it, it went up and now it's down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I wonder who bought the TLT on that. Well, Uh, I was surprised, Joel, when when you said, Oh, oh, we're, we're spiking, we're spiking. I thought, What? What? I don't know. Just the algos, you know, they yeah. just, they, you know, they, I don't know what they saw in this. Maybe they saw that the unemployment rate was steady first, or I they're just it. so conditioned to just bind this market under any kind of circumstances. I, I, I got to hear, some, yeah, I got to hear some justification for this number here because uh, on the surface, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but I guess we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see how, we'll see what, what, Powell says about this number. We'll see what um, the other Fed chairs uh, or the Fed, Fed presidents say about this number, and we'll see how it gets adjusted next month. But um, to Joel's point and to my point at the top of the show, all things being equal, we're kind of back to where we were. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of my take on that. We're leaking. There's pressure on this. I mean, market. we're leaking a little bit, but, you know. We're going to go red. I, that's what I predict. Anyways, uh, yeah. Anne Marie yeah. lurking there. It looks I, yeah. like Dennis is in, uh, yeah. in the trade I, I, cave there. I, I retract that comment about being back to where we were because we are. Uh, I guess yeah. we are We are in like the uh, like the NASDAQ. They're worried. They're, the, 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 this market's going red. And we'll see. And we got a long way to go on the downside here, folks. We are going red. Uh, All right, uh, let me shoot Anne Marie a note right now because she did confirm with me last night. Let me just shoot her a line. Yeah, because um, uh, yeah, this will be if she uh, if she um, misses today, then um, she's gonna be on. No, 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 she, secret she, double she, probation. She emailed, she emailed me twice last night. We're red. We're red now. Down a buck and a quarter. Down a buck. New low from the pre-market low. They're looking for bids out there. They're look, Dennis. Get your bids out there. The market needs some bids. Uh, new pre-market hey. low by half a point. Hey, out of curiosity. Hey, look at Bitcoin. Yeah, spiked on that news. Yeah, Bitcoin spiked on that news. So um, I have a question. Do you guys think the gold trade still works or do you think it's just more correlated to Bitcoin? I I think Bitcoin, but I mean, you guys can talk about it. I don't think. Okay. uh, As far as gold, here's what I think. I think gold is going to lose an entire generation of investors because no one under the age of like, 
40 owns gold. I think that's like, I, I have no data to back that up. I'm just like, that's just my crazy hypothesis. I think everyone who wants to hedge against inflation or the dollar or whatever, they buy Bitcoin. They don't buy gold. Uh, I think long-term gold, I think the gold trade is just dead. That's just my, that's what I think. So yeah, I'm just, I'm not, I, I don't know. Gold is, I mean, I'm in it from a long time ago, GDX and the GLD and every move I want to do. And it seems to be wrong. And so I'll, I'll just hold on to it. See if it can hold today. I mean, it had that big washout. I mean, now we've cleared uh, this 1825 area where there was some resistance. We haven't cleared it for good, but now 1850, uh, that was the highs. It's been in the trading range. No, I, I, I agree with you. But now, now we're starting to get some serious red here. We're down four handles, five handles, five and a half handles, six handles. Uh, so pressure, pressure on the market here. Twenty handles off that pre-market high. Really not liking that jobs number at all. Now that the the close today's close or um, that close from yesterday even more significant at 35 and a quarter that your all-time closing high price been a pretty quiet range this week but uh looks like that's going to change today get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com yeah. All right. Uh, Anne Marie will be on in, this, in a second. I I've been assured by that. We'll get Dennis back when he when he gets back. Oh, there she is. See, look at that. I spoke it into existence. Anne Marie Band from the TradingBook.com. Great Twitter follow at Anne Marie Trades. Anne Marie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Look at me. I'm a wreck. <laughs> so I am here in uh, North Carolina. Okay. Um, taking care of my mom, and that's why I was—I uh, missed the note that said let's do eight thirty-five. Okay. But I'm here and ready, and looking forward to the day. All right. I don't know if you had a second there to take a look at that jobs number. I did. Do you even care? Do you care? Um, I do. Okay. The question is, how will it make me move? And at the end of the day, that's where we go. Well, maybe we shouldn't care. Because there's so much going on on the back number of that, that, you know, even even if he tapers, even if he says, hey, listen, we're going to taper, what we're looking at is everybody moving out of the bond market and having no place but private equity and the stock market to go. That's why we've got the relentless bid up. That's my thought anyway. Okay, so... Um... <laughs> Jobs number notwithstanding, well, let's rewind it. Prior to this morning, where was your head at as far as market? Are you one of these put buyers hedging against a no. September correction? I am not. Okay. And my my thought is because the big macro view is as intricate as it is right now, the rotation out of bonds. With the bond market, what is it, 10 times the size of the stock market? Something like that. Something huge. And the rotation is every big macro guy you read, he's saying, listen, get into private equity. Or that's what they're trying to do, right? They're getting them into these private equity spaces, of course. And then at the end of the day, the rest of us Joes that have our pensions and our 401ks and stuff like that, we're still buying the index. And so... 
essentially until liquidity breaks down, that is the big ticker that I look for. Take out, take a look at LIBOR, take a look at what's happening in the repurchasing market. When you say liquidity, you're talking about like overall market liquidity, right? Like banks. That's No, I'm talking about lending uh, liquidity. So when it closes, it, you know, you were a much younger tyke back at the GFC. Mm-hmm. And back in that day, if you remember, what happened was in the overnight rates, banks stopped lending each other money. Right. That's what you want to watch for. And wasn't That's that was, the that, freezing that was, up of liquidity? That was also the, there was a fear of that last year, was there not in March? Yes, there was a little bit of yeah. that. Yes. But it eased up. Fed came in, widened the the repurchasing window, and provided the buffer to sit in between the banks. And so that sort of is now a whisper, but that repo area is still being very well expanded. And that really is the one thing that says, listen, credit makes the world go round. And if credit freezes up, it's the people in the know that are saying, I don't know if you can pay me back. And so that becomes the big thing. Since, since you mentioned the repo market, I, I guess you're one of these people that oh, that every day looks at the overnight repo numbers and uh, um, explain to the people that don't understand what the, the overnight repo market is and and, and, and what, these, wow. what these numbers mean. Explain that's, it. That's, okay. a, that's, yeah. a, that's a tough one, but go ahead. Yeah. So that's a little bit... I'm being kind to myself. That's a little bit outside of my wheelhouse. Okay. But the bottom line is inside of the repurchasing market, it's sort of a lever that keeps credit going in the overnight. The complications and complexities of that, you know what? I'm a spoon in the drawer, not a sharp knife. And so the only things that I look for are words that say, injections um what other kinds of words do they use that make you go ooh alert so there's the injection there's the higher rate that you might see comparatively it's moved up maybe uh, a quarter of a point a half of a point something like that that makes you go oh it was a little bit tougher to lend what money about the tail the don't, don't they say something about the tail or something does that rick santelli uh, yeah, that, you know, yeah. once it starts into the gobbledygook, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, so my thought is, I just want to know the bottom line. Are they lending to each other and are they charging more to do that? And if that happens, we know that there's a problem, but we haven't seen that. And so everybody is buying puts and those puts are expiring, worthless, yeah, or they are um, sitting out there in the future, essentially waiting to be worthless. So we, we don't really know when that's going to be. My thought is make hay while the sun shines and always think to yourself, am I sitting in something liquid enough that if the wheels start getting a little rickety, can I start bailing? And so me, I'm about... 30, 35% in cash at this juncture. So that's a pretty big 
can you tip me in Bitcoin? Um, that's a pretty big uh, cash allotment for me because I am a wee bit nervous. But here's the thing. Every bid is going to get picked up on the lows. Every single one of them. Because at the end of the day, liquidity is not broken. When liquidity breaks, there's the problem. So where where is the hay being made right now? You no, know, it's just Everywhere? can I tell you it's no, it's the easy places. Okay. You buy the calendar spreads in Microsoft. You buy um the you sell puts well out of the money in Apple. Right? It doesn't move to full aggressive on bore out of uh out of the money calls. That's what that's what a lot of Joe Normal is doing right now. They're seeing the bid up and they're saying, well, it's eventually going to get there. So I'm just going to do it and I'm going to wait. For the people who are, you know, the gray hairs like myself that are going, wow, you know, one of these days I'm just going to have to eat off of whatever it is that's sitting in there. And I'm recommending things I'm that and showing people what I do. I have to be a little cautionary because people always do more than you tell them to do and so or you suggest that they do so from that perspective the options market is still driving the stock market it is the tail wagging the dog option flow continues to increase out of the money option calls continue to increase and until we start seeing those numbers flatten out just go where it's safe. Almost every single pension fund and almost every single ETF that says they're ESG or whatever, and they're trying to make edge, they've got Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Google, and Amazon sitting in their portfolios. So it's driving all the prices. Go inside of any ETF and you're going to see, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. whether it's X, Y, or Z, they're going to have a little bit of Facebook sitting in there. Mm -hmm. And so... You just do the easy thing. You sell the out of the money put spread if you don't want unlimited risk there for the wheels to come off the bus. But think about how hard it is if everybody's buying the index every Friday, everybody meaning here's your 401k general index buying. Very many financial advisors are saying, listen, do the easy thing. Buy Buy the buy the index, and so all of that happening, they're not they're not going to dump it like that. So if you're in the big names that are carrying the market, you're going to get through with just a little bit of bumps. And if you're willing to risk more, then you know you look at the things that have enough cash flow that have rising earnings numbers, and you start using a little bit of that fundamental analysis. But outside of that. You know, if I didn't tell you I was walking like there were glass shards sitting all around me, then I would not be being truthful. I am being cautious because you don't know. But see, here's how you know. One, you, you lose a bid and things start failing. And then all of a sudden, guess what? The market gets a bid. When that stops... When we have two weeks down in a row. Two weeks? How about two days? Two. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When we have I mean, two weeks down in a row, 
then we go, hmm. Two weeks. I mean. Yeah. And that's just not, we, we just, listen, going on the short side is like strapping yourself to railroad tracks. <laughs> Truly. You just can't right now. You can't. Unless you're looking at dogs in the market. And then, yes, because it is a bifurcated market and you're going to see things that are going to get punished more quickly and more often, but it's not going to be the big guns. Because when, when, do you think, when do you think we've had, uh, we've had two weeks? When do you think the last time was we had two down weeks in the market? <laughs> Holy smokes. I, I don't even no. know. Do you want to guess? Yeah. Um, March, uh, May, May, uh, for in the middle of May. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, forty-two fifteen, uh, forty-one sixty. One week was the drop. Then we went to forty-one forty-two, and then boom. Yeah, we took off, off and to then, the races. Yep, and then. But before, do you see how savagely they're buying these dips? Yep. They just yep. don't want to miss out. And then the one prior to that was February. And that's all we've had for the entire year. This is, a, I, mean, I don't know if you have my chart up, Spencer, but yeah. showing the weekly chart here. Yeah, uh, pretty and, amazing. And, and Marie, tell people where they can find you and, and how they can support you and, and, and all that good stuff. I'd love for you to follow me on Twitter or StockTwits at Anne Marie Trades. Uh, because I'm down here with my mom, who's really not, not very well, I let my security socket layer expired right. my ssl certificate oh <laughs> i know so, how to fix those <laughs> wink, wink. so um yeah we're working that out with the website but the website is normally the tradingbook.com and you should be able to see that next week oh boy at least i know i know Internet. Uh, it, it'll be all good it'll all be right. i hate computers <laughs> yeah they're this morning i've had a pickle that's for sure. All right, Anne Marie Band. Wait, before you let her go, yeah. I want her. I want her to explain gold to me. <laughs> okay. Wow. Gold. gold I, it's like my most hate. I mean, I'm doing okay in a most hated investment, but I mean, is it ever gonna? Is it? I mean, this is the top of the trading range here, 1840, 1850. Yeah. Is that it? Is that it, well? As good I don't, as it gets? For now. For now. Okay. Any kind of. You know, I think gold is going to be continually bid up, and I think the dollar is going to be continually bid up. And those are normally two things that are in diametric opposition to each other. But I believe that that relationship is going to break because of the basket that makes up the dollar. Um, we're the cleanest shirt in the dirty laundry. And it's gr it's very cool to hate the United States right now. And so a lot of people have that cultural mindset and they go, okay, I'm short in the dollar. But the fact is we're still the most stable currency because the EU is the, the EU. EU. Yeah. <laughs> and so you know, we'll leave that right there. And so, um, you know, they just started releasing these, uh, these, gosh, what are they called? They're these things that, they use instead of money. Um, golly, left NFT, my brain. NFTs? No, no, no. Um, there are they are a certain kind of certificate. Uh, uh -huh. I know you're just kidding. Yeah, 
Yeah, the NFTs. That's another thing. Anyways, another yeah. Thing. So, <laughs> I would argue that's the thing right now. But what? Yeah. What? Oh my goodness. All right, guys. Anne Marie Band. All right, at Anne Marie Trades. The handle is up. On, I'll put it up again. There it is, up on the screen. Uh, thank you so much for joining us this week today. Thanks for having me. Time and love you guys. You're the best. This love is the you, best love morning you, show. Love you back, Anne Marie. We'll have you on again soon. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care. We, we will say goodbye to Anne Marie and hello to our old friend Dennis. Somebody get this man a Gatorade I and a towel. To, uh, I wanted to bring you to bring me on with Anne Marie. I was sitting in the queue. Oh, I'm like, God. I always like talking to Anne Marie, even though I was like, yeah, here, here, I'm in disaster management. She's back. She's back. She's back. I know. I had to say hi to Anne Marie. I've been sitting in the queue for five minutes. I'm <laughs> um, like, bring me yes, back on. Like, you know, Spencer already left on his vacation. I'm having such a tough morning. I hit the wrong handle on a stock, and I just got run over on a jobs number. I'm having such a tough morning here. I need the voice of reason to say to me it's going to be okay. It is going to be okay because you have the wheel. Because you have the wheel. <laughs> the wheel feels like it's got a couple holes in it this morning. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Henry, always, always a pleasure Thanks, talking with you. Thanks, guys. So, All right. All right. Take care. Hi, Bye. Henry. We'll talk to you soon. Sorry, sorry, Dennis. Triple <laughs> D, how, how'd you do one that, of those, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I got run over a bit there, too. You know why? This is like an unexpected move. The banks got hammered on the initial number. I was like, yeah, deserved. They they and then but they then turned they around and they started hammering the TLT and they just started ripping the banks. And I'm like, that was not what I was thinking was gonna happen on that. So the initial reaction I thought was correct. Don't fall for the initial reaction because you think like the banks are rallying on this now, Joel. The TLT is selling off on this. Don't I you know. think like when you miss by a jobs number as much as this, that they're gonna say, Hey, Fed's gonna say, Hey, maybe rate, you know, increases, maybe tapering. You know, maybe we should, maybe we're right. Maybe we should be holding off on some of this stuff. But the banks are saying no. Well, uh, they they did say. Th- they did. The yeah. n- initial two, three minutes, the banks got hammered. And I was like, all right, I was short some banks. I'm like, yeah. And then they just turned around and started buying them. And they're green. And they're green more than the market. And they started hitting the cues on it. So they're going to come it's out. It's related. I mean, yeah. you know, and, and let's look at the chart of the TLT right on the number. Because obviously we know when the TLT, we know the inverse correlation. When the TLT goes down, the banks go up. But initially, the TLT tried to come up up a little bit there on the initial number, which you would think kind of makes sense. But this is the market that doesn't make any sense at all. So they're hammering the TLT on this. I did not see that coming. It's a transitory number. (laughs) Is that what they're saying? It's (laughs) a transitory number. I don't even know what that means. I don't know if it means anything. (laughs) <laughs> that's because it was there's some kind of anomaly that you're going to come out with and say well this is why the number was so bad for uh, for August and so it's really not that bad at least that's what I mean I'm looking at the Tealy I'm looking at the TLT and that's what they're thinking they're saying bah humbug it wasn't that bad of a report we're still in an inflationary so, sounded, sounded pretty bad from when I was listening I to Spencer and obviously yeah. all my news coming from the pro and coming from Spencer Israel there so it sounds like it's a pretty big mess a huge I uh, I would have thought on a big I, payroll mess like this that you know the banks would probably roll over and roll over and the TLT probably not rolling over a buck fifty. But we know what moves. All you need to know is you don't have to know any of the jobs. You don't have to know anything about the economic data. If you're trading banks, you're looking at that TLT, and the TLT goes down a buck and a half. The banks are going to start rising. So as soon as the TLT tried to catch a bit and started rolling over. 
that was the cue to turn around and cover your bank shorts. Because the banks, like, look at Bank America. I was I short Bank it. America. I short. It was short Bank America going in, and um, you know, here, here you go. You can see, you know, boom, the spike all the way down to forty-eight seventy. I did get a little bit covered down at eighty, but not enough. And then all of a sudden, it's four. It's back to flat. I'm like, really? And then I'm looking TLT getting hit. I was like, oh, I got to cover this, you know. So then you're eating a little bit of a loss there because the TLT goes down back and a half. Your bank's going to be higher. But wow. Uh, just, uh, just you know, one, the big miss was a little bit unexpected. You can see the volatility in the markets, but two, the reaction of the big miss was unexpected as well. So uh, interesting. All right, so I want to. Uh, we got a nice tip. We got a twenty-five dollar tip. What we got? What we got? Twenty. I need the twenty-five bucks today. I'm having a bad day. <laughs> it's a bad day. Bad day. Uh, I don't know about Vizio being the next Roku. I don't know anything about this stock, but what I what I do fundamentally, but technically, man, you got to get this twenty one seller out of here. This guy's been here for the last two days, twenty one oh five, twenty one oh six. That's what I'm looking at. Just getting the twenty one handle, and you're a buck and a half away. That doesn't sound good. On the downside, I'll give you some pretty good support, and we'll see if we're doing that support today. Uh, yeah, coming close. Better catch a bid here. Uh, you've had one, two, three lows in this area. The lowest of those lows is 1935. So for the $25 tip, you get support and resistance. Ooh, right. So Just remember this stock is, you know, a, a pair right. paired up with Roku sometimes. And Roku is yes. getting hit here today. So yeah. this is a stock that could get hit here today just because Roku is getting hit. So keep that in mind. I know you can look at the two charts and they are somewhat similar. Nothing is perfect within pair world, but there's definitely a relationship there. So with Roku getting hit today, that's why you're seeing VZO, VZIO trading down. Um, I'd keep Roku on as your leader. All right, Dennis, I'm going to hop off to premarketprep.com. And do, I didn't even get uh, to talk much with all you guys. No, that's okay. I was okay. too busy and in now, damage yeah. management control hey, after my bad call was, on the bank. And, and so now, you and now, talk to me, you can talk to me right now. I'm going to stay on for yeah. like a couple and minutes. Dennis, I'll, 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 I'll be in touch with you uh, before you Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, I'll be around. I'm not going to the Michigan football game. All so you guys. Wait, 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 don't leave yet, Joel. We need your picks for Saturday for tomorrow for Michigan. The picks, I or, hope. They, I hope they win by one. Okay, that's what I needed to know. That's what I was okay. for. I would never lay the seventeen. At least at this point, I wouldn't. I think it, that that's probably like a new trading system is uh, is fading the spread in Michigan. I I could never do it. The first time I do it, they'll probably cover. But not giving the seventeen, and I hope Ohio State kills Georgia. I want them undefeated when we play them in the big house in November. All right. I will go to that game. Okay, guys. All right. All Dennis, right. I'll, I'll, I'll be in touch with you before Wednesday. All right. If you want to hang out with me, Dennis, you're, you're, you're free I'll to hang do. out for like three minutes. Yeah, I yeah, get yeah. More damage control yeah. here. Um, you know, we, we never look at imbalances anymore, and we might no, as well look at them. And banks, the banks, surprisingly, still green, and obviously the TLT. So I'm, I'm, I'm not going to fight the TLT. That's the controlling uh, the controller there. Square 28,000 share buy balance. We haven't talked Square in a little bit. Ugly candle yesterday. Some stocks are in a roll. Started to try to roll over yesterday, despite the S&Ps looking fine. There was some internal weakness there in a few tech stocks. Taiwan Semiconductor, 103,000 shares to buy. It's trading up a buck here this morning. Um, and when I'm looking at these imbalances, this is the for the open. This is for the NYSE opening. Yeah. And Nasdaq imbalances don't come out until 925. 
So we don't have that information yet, which is why I never talk about them on the show. So these are just New York and bounces, which come out at 8 o'clock Eastern. Um, it's about it. You know what? It's uh, just a chop fest here. This morning is a chop fest. A lot of, you know, unpredictable moves. I'll say that. You know, we got we rallied, sold off her, then we rallied. I mean, by the dip, kind of wins the day again because we were down over 10 handles from where we are, you know, 25 minutes ago. So it seems like they can't shake the buy the dippers and they're not shaking them there today either. We knew in this case, even though whatever the market was, we're kind of like heads the market wins, probably tails the market wins because if you get a weak number, well, then tapering, you know, Mike, you know, not coming off the table, but may get delayed. And then also, you know, looking at interest rate rises out to 2022. Um, you get the the soft number and you start thinking, okay, well, the Fed's going to be accommodating more to this market. You know, hot number is like, oh, economy's firing all cylinders. That's what we want to see. So I still think, you know, kind of the heads of market wins, tails of market wins. So I'm not coming in here and just hammering stocks on this, but buy the dip wins again. Uh, I don't know if I told you this, At least but, for now. I, but I bought a firm yesterday. Oh, did uh, you? Yeah, I, I talked about it. I asked y'all to talk me out of it. One person tried to, and he failed. Everyone else was like, do no, it. No, I like it. Do it. Do it. So, I, I think it's a good buy. Um, you know, obviously, be. we don't know anything. Nobody knows anything. No. But I think but, I, I think it's, um, you know, you're setting up here. You got to get above the high from the Amazon day 101. That's the critical number. If you fail there and it starts to roll over, that's a concerning thing. So, I mean, 101 is the critical number. I would stop myself out under the 90. I would not want to see this trade under 90. Then you start thinking, fill in the gap. But they got so much good stuff going on. You know, this buy, buy now, pay later movement, which, you know, yeah. somebody was joking on Twitter. I laughed out loud. They're like, well, I'm going to start the company. Buy now, pay never. I was like, that's a good business model right there. Everybody would go to that company. But obviously, not just a joke. But. I, I think you got to be above 90. You're above 90 here right now, so you're still the bulls are in control. If you were to lose 90, that's probably my stop out on that trade. I almost, uh, yeah, I almost got cute. It was like, no, I should probably wait till it breaks 100. But then I was like, no, 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 let me just do it now. I will have, I don't have any stops yet. I will have to set one today before I leave. So I, cause I will not be checking all the time next week. And I, I, I am concerned about this, this gap, right? So, I, so, I'll be setting a stop somewhere up in this area. Yeah. Probably uh I don't know, ninety I don't know, somewhere in the low nineties. Um and and then I'll set it and forget it and uh see what happens there. But it sucks uh, when you get stopped out on your trade, but it's the way to, you know, protect yourself, especially when you can't manage it. I don't like putting physical stops out I there, know. but I'm usually no. managing the positions well enough that I'm paying attention, even though sometimes yeah. you miss them. Yeah. So if you're I'm sitting not- at your desk, you know, you can manage the risk a little bit better, but and the name of the game, and we, I was, you know, doing a webinar last night. Um, you know, uh, Jeremy Newsom was supposed to be on it, but actually, congratulations, Jeremy, uh, father to a new baby, baby boy here um, from from yesterday. So um, he obviously couldn't be on with us, but um, it was it was a great webinar. We were talking just um, it, it was about a whole bunch of different things, broad aspects of wealth and life, and you know, trading was a certain portion of it. And obviously, I was handling the trading portion of it. And I don't remember even where I was going on this tangent, but. <laughs> <laughs> where, where we started, I took I took it from something. Like, you were, what were we talking about right before uh, that? A firm and watching the watching the chart. Yeah, and, and I was just saying, you know, controlling your risk and controlling the risk is yeah. the whole thing. Like somebody asked me a question; it was a great question. You know, what separates a good trader from a you know a, yeah. a trader who's starting? How you can tell if they're going to be successful or not? And it's a hundred percent risk management. I mean, it's you know what we see at Bright Trading. You know, traders coming in and going out within the first day. 
you usually can peg like 80 or 90 percent of whether they're going to make it or not and it's the traders that are just gamblers they're just going in there they get down a trade they double down you know they're averaging down they you know won't cut the loser no i'm not selling at a loss you know those kind of traders don't, don't make good traders because yeah. you got to be able to admit when you're wrong you got to be able to cut those losers if you're not willing to do that you will get into a market that isn't going to be you know favorable you're going to get into bear markets eventually you're going to get into bear markets on individual stocks you're going to get stuck with stocks and then it's going to eat away not only your cap your trading capital but your mental capital as well so the whole yeah. key to successful trading is discipline yeah and i should mention it says right here in the pro we do have a firm earnings on thursday so we have an event so oh that's scary so, yeah, always always know that when the earnings are on tap uh, for that. Okay, Dennis, uh, it was fun hanging out with you. Um, I will see you in a little over a week, a week and change. Uh, good. Don't forget, you do have Monday off. Oh, I get a day off? You get Monday well, that's off. That's amazing. I need the day off after today. This is one of those days. With the rest of us, you get Monday off. One of those um, days. On Tuesday, guys, Tuesday will be a weird show because I'm out and Joel's out. So it'll be Dennis and Mitch for the whole show. Uh, and and with, 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 with Tim. With, you'll have Tim Quast on with you. Oh, so, well, we like Tim now. Yeah. Um, Tim will save the show. Tim will save the show. All right, Dennis. Uh, get... Figure, I don't know. Figure yourself. I gotta figure out, out my get myself out of trouble. Here. Yourself I usually trouble. try to manage it somehow. All right. I, I, have a good day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.